Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real-life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, we have a man who has gone through an incredible journey, from losing weight and building muscle to finding his true masculine self. This man is the embodiment of self-improvement, sacrifice, and giving to others. This man also spends his life helping other people optimize their health and their bodies. Without further ado, I would like to introduce the one, the only, Zach Benner. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's excited to be here. Awesome, man. Well, it is great to have you on the show. Before we get started, I know you have an Instagram. I know you do some tremendous things for people. So can you talk real quick about how people can get a hold of you and the services that you and your business provide? Yeah, so I work at a company in Mount Juliet called Inspire Medical, and my uh, so you can easily Google that um, and get a consultation with that. Uh, as far as my Instagram handle, uh, it's Zach so Z A C K dot Benner B E N N E R, and and I'm on there. Not too much presence um, when it comes to the medical weight loss and the hormone space, but uh, that's how you get a hold of me if you if you want. So there's- awesome, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that, and I guess. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? Sounds good. Zach, it has been phenomenal having you on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. Matt, I've had a great time. Thanks you so much, man. It's the first podcast. Hope it's not the last. And thank you so much for what you do. And just uh, being who you are, man. I mean, you've been uh, such an inspiration with your journey itself. And so it's just phenomenal. So when I talk to my other friends about it, whether talking about your book, your podcast, and just the simple, in a few years we've known each other, like, I just love seeing your success and just get so inspired by you. So thank you as well. I appreciate that, man. And I love being on this journey with you as well. There is so much good information that that you give, and it's just a blast continuing this journey alongside you. I think a lot of people get stuck in their heads, like, woe is me, look inward. I'm the only one that's suffering from this problem. I, you know, I don't know who to reach out to, who to talk to. And I don't know if you ever feel this way, but sometimes, especially with like health and fitness, I've had trainers in the past, but you just go online and it's just like, you feel like you're overwhelmed with information. Everyone's saying, do this or do that or do this or do that. And you go on social media and you feel just like after 10 minutes of trying to look this up and research it, you just feel completely overwhelmed. Who am I going to trust? What am I going to do? And I don't know, can you explain a little bit? Because it sounds like you found some pretty good people to help you along this journey. Um, yeah, what what made you feel like these were the right people to get you to where you wanted to go? That's such a great way to preface this. You're right. You can be overwhelmed um, very easily. And so the biggest thing and, and the thing I love about what I do for a living is that I, I can understand, and you have to, that this is an emotional journey for people. We get people on a pathway, but I always tell them like, that's the nuts and bolts of it. Like that's just, you know, giving them, you know, their shot. We use GLP one. Um, and, and that's really good. Right. But that's just a tool and you have to fix the mindset because the biggest thing that I don't want to people to have is to sprint to the finish line and then they're, they're celebrating and then they don't learn anything. And so a year I'm seeing them again. And I, we had those people. I'm like, so the first question you have to say is, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why do you want this? Well, I want to feel better. Yeah, but why? You got to get that 
And then you have to understand, too, that you're battling part of your brain called the judge, right? The judge is the part of the brain that judges you for things you did or didn't do. And who among us hasn't said, you know, I'm never going to do X again. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with that. And then we have a bad day. We have an argument with our relation, you know, somebody close to us. We have a stressful day at work or we're just in this effort mode. Give me that. And then we judge ourselves for we fell off the wagon. We said we would never do that again. And we did it. Mm-hmm. So now we're beating ourselves up again. We're feeling guilty. And so it's a very emotional thing. So you have to understand that. And that's what I have. The, like through my journey, I've been able to, to identify that in other people, call it out and allow them to get that emotion up and emotion out and process through that. So the people that I learned to answer your question is, number one, it was like, well, what do I want? Well, I want to lose weight. Okay. I don't run. You know, people are like, well, go run. If I'm running, and I may have told you this before, that means something's chasing me. And I don't have to be the fastest, just not the slowest, right? I just don't run. I don't like it. To me, it reminds me of getting yelled at football practice when I was younger. So, but I do think there's some benefit of that in the aerobic high intensity interval training known as HIT. And so that's what I started with. Now, um, and why I like the the gym now and why I like lifting is because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. I always try to find the most effective and efficient way of doing something. And, and so that's where I find to be the best. And so if you can lift, you break down your muscles, energy is going to have to be used to repair them. You're going to build and then you're going to burn calories by doing nothing like exactly what we're doing right now. We have more lean muscle mass. You look at statistics as you grow, the more healthy, the more lean muscle mass you have in relation to fat mass, you're going to be healthier. I just saw this video of like a a CT scan of a 70-year-old man with just hardly minimal amount of fat versus his counterpart and his, his legs. It was a cross-section of a CT of his, his legs, and it's just phenomenal. And so that's going to help that person out as they age. So they're not going to get sick as fast, or if they do, their body will be able to recover a lot quicker. So with that regard, I think it's identifying what you want, why do you want it, and then find the people that have that. And and that's – and I – as you and I both know, we use coaches in so many things of our life. Why wouldn't you use a coach in that? And if you can afford it or prioritize it, probably maybe the better word, find it. And then find that you have a philosophy because some people will have – they're great at what they do, but that's just not what you want. So, I mean, if they're an aerobic you know, uh, marathon runner, well, it's probably not going to be the person to go to if you're trying to get big in the gym. Right. It's just not their philosophy. So I think that's good. And I think that if you have a cut from a cloth where you'll just go into the gym and you'll burn it out, that's great. But for me, I know I can go harder. And even my coach, Eric says, he's like, you, I, I can push you a lot harder than you think you can. Like, and it's true. And yeah. It's true. And, and it's fun. It's, it's that it's less about the, the task at hand. It's more about the camaraderie. Like I, I joy we was just texting before the podcast that we're going to work out today. And so I love it. So it, it becomes so much more fun and, and you got to do something that you enjoy doing. Why make it a job? Like that's because it's the fastest thing you're going to quit when it's tough. So, um, well, I, I know Dr. Huberman talks about this a lot too, when, especially when it comes to like exercise, if you hate running, I don't care how much you're going to run. You're not going to get that dopamine release that you want that makes the workout itself enjoyable. Right. I have a buddy who hates going to the gym, but he loves playing basketball. And so he will get multiple workouts a week playing basketball. And trust me, he'll get a great cardio workout. He'll get some strength training, all of that, 
just from playing basketball because his body rewards him for that task. Um, so I appreciate you uh, saying that about running because I think that's the biggest thing. People default to, oh, if you want to lose weight, you need to run. Yeah. Most people, I believe, really do hate running. And it took me a very long time to enjoy it. I had to teach myself how to enjoy running. So it can happen that way as well. And like you had said, you can't go a single day without wanting or thinking about working out and you just feel so much better when you do. That's kind of how my journey evolved as well. There was a point that I was working out at the gym for years and I couldn't stand it. I was frustrated. I was upset. I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted, mm -hmm. but I was doing it wrong. Sure. I was going, I was showing up, I was relying on myself instead of a coach, somebody who could help mentor and guide me and teach me. And so what I did is I sought out trainers as well. And you don't have to spend a million dollars to hire a personal trainer. Cause I had that trainer when I first started seeking a trainer, mm -hmm. I was spending like $750,000 a month on training and just ridiculous amounts of money. But then I found trainers where you could pay 700 bucks for three months. Mm -hmm. Now he's a remote trainer. Right. But still working with you every week. You videotape yourself in the gym, send it to him. He'll critique you and all of that. Yes, he doesn't have the accountability that, hey, meet me at the gym at seven. Right. And I'm also going to push you past your limits. Right. You got to do that internally. However, I believe that for me, that was a great way to get started. Because I cut like I never cut before. I was seeing results like I had never seen before. And it was just accountability, even though this guy lived in Miami and I was here in Nashville. Right. And from that, from us measuring the goals, I think another thing that's so important whenever you have a goal, you need measurables. Where am I, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And what are the markers that tell me I'm on the right path? And so... Once I started doing that, I enjoyed lifting. And I wasn't even with a lifting partner or anything like that. And now when I miss the gym, mm -hmm. which is very rare, I don't get upset, but I kind of feel off balance. Yep. And when I go back to the gym, I feel amazing. Another thing too, though, is when you do something like that, what are you doing when you're at the gym? Because I know... I see this all the time. People have their headphones in, mm -hmm. listening to music. They're checking social media. Mm -hmm. They're talking. Have you ever seen the guy at the gym or the gal who just is constantly on a phone call the oh, entire yeah. time and they're just kind of putzing around, you know, taking up all the machines or, or, or weights. And it's like, come on, bro. Like <laughs> I'm here for business. I don't know. For me, my workout time has not only just become a time to lift and feel better and get all those uh, amazing neurochemicals running through my body, but I don't, the only thing I use my phone for when I go there is to know what exercises I'm doing that day. Yeah. I don't go on social media. I don't text. I don't do work. It's like my Zen time where I can shut out the entire world. Yeah. That's, that's totally, uh, it's exactly how I look at it too. And there's so much, so much to hit on in that topic. I mean, you know, number one, from just from an anxiety depression standpoint, you know, if you look at statistics, 
Uh, I'm not a big fan of medication, uh, pharmaceutical medication. I think it's more of a, uh, I use it for my practice, spare tire analogy. Like, I'm glad I have a spare tire when I have a flat. I just don't want to use, be driving on the donut the whole time of my life, right? Right. In modern medicine in America, that's what we do. Here's a, here's a problem. Here's a quick fix, right? We need to think bigger on that. But, and with that topic specifically, you know, you look at six months on a good uh, workout program, you're going to increase endorphins. You, it's the same benefit from an SSRI, a Prozac, Zoloft, et cetera. So why won't you go that route? Just try it. And then if six months, if it, okay, it's still not where you need to be, then kind of address that avenue. But you're exactly right. We're so busy, so many things on our mind distraction. That's going to be your meditation time. Like zone in, focus on the muscle that you're at, what your goal is. Uh, Eric will always tell me, Zach, we're lifting, you know, if we're doing uh, bench press, okay, feel your muscles thinking about that growing. And then you're putting all your attention, zoning in kind of a laser into that point. But a lot of people just, yeah, they're just there. Uh, I know I've been guilty of it past, especially in high school. You're just there for social hour. So then you, you stroke your ego. I was at the gym for an hour and a half. Yeah, but you only did 20 minutes of work. Yeah. So what's your goal there? Kind of having that set zoned in. And yeah, it's like you said, measuring your progress. A really good plug for a couple of books here is A Body by Science by I think it's Dr. Doug McDuff. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the 80-20 rule basically about, again, be more effective with your time. And so time under tension is a really good metric. So kind of doing negatives. And if you if people you know follow that book and look that up, that was really cool. Because so many people will think like, well, I got five reps uh, at a bench last week. Well, this time I still got five reps. So I didn't grow. What you failed to realize is that, yes, but the first time you did it, you you didn't even hold the bar up. You dropped it as soon as the fourth rep or, the, you know, the, going to the sixth. The second time you were like here, and so you got a little more out of it. So your time under tension was greater. So you are growing even when it doesn't appear absolutely like you are. So there's a lot of different metrics on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I think with any goal, we had talked about setting up those metrics. I know for – for me uh, and my trainers, weight was something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we also did weekly photos. Sure. And that's a great way to, to start looking at your progress is just you might not notice it over a day or a workout or two, but if you do it week in and week out, you know, I, I think they say if you're consistently eating well, working out, mm-hmm. it takes about three weeks for other people to start noticing and then about another three weeks, so about a month and a half for you to start noticing. And that's the coolest thing. Um, I have a buddy who just recently joined one of my previous trainers, and the guy's never worked out in his entire life. He's always been skinny, and he's starting to see muscle and definition. He's my age, 40 years old. Okay. And he is just, man, he is on point. And it, the thing that I love is it translates to all parts of your life. Because once you start taking care of your body, taking care of your health, your diet, your fitness, you're going to start to see yourself raising that standard in other parts of your life. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. You start becoming more confident. And I really believe what all the neurochemicals are great. Mm -hmm. But I think keeping that commitment to yourself, Mm -hmm. starting to really love yourself, because if you love somebody and you tell them, you're going to do something for them and you really love them? Mm. Are you going to do that? Yeah. So once we start doing that for ourselves, that's where I think the real power comes from because so many people I talk to, and I've gone through this myself, is just 
it's almost like that self-hatred, that, that judge you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. That voice sometimes gets so freaking loud. And the best way to quiet that person down is just to stay committed to the commitments you made to yourself. Yeah. Because it's easy to keep commitments to other people. Right. But how many of us fall short when it comes to treating ourselves well? Not picking up that dessert, not picking up that drink, going to the gym, even though we don't feel like it. We'll do it for other people, our spouse, mm -hmm. our children, our friends. But then when it comes to doing it ourselves, we yeah. fall short because it's like, well, it's okay. It's just me. It's and like, no one will know. And yeah, except nobody. Except you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's so much, I mean, there's so much to digest in that statement there about doing it for other people because you have now, arguably when you call it a social contract, right? So if I disappoint you enough, well, then you're going to out, you know, our relationship's going to falter. I don't want that. Right? Yeah. So then you're like, okay, well, I just don't trust Zach because he's just not a man of his word. And that's okay. I just don't want to be around a person like that. Yeah. But yourself, I mean, no one knows. And so it's easy to kind of say, ah, I'll skip this today. So it's, yeah, that it couldn't be a bigger point for people to understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, just do that. Just do a little bit today. And, and I always tell people, too, to start small. I think the reason why you have the uh, you know, January one is coming up, and I love January, but I love it for different reasons. I don't like the word resolution. I think that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's if you had a problem to resolve, why did you wait till the beginning of the year to resolve it? And so I would say goals, right? So I think that's good. But start small. You know, where are you at? Just go do something you didn't do yesterday. I think I've heard a, a coach one time. This guy was morbidly overweight. He and and to plug some people, you know, Planet Fitness, 10 bucks a month if you have one that's global. 20 if you want to go anywhere in the world. So anywhere. In the country. So come on. Yeah. I mean, And you can bring a guest every single time exactly. free of charge. Yeah, right. So that's amazing. And I can't say enough about it. So start get there. I think just getting over your the ego of the, the judgment that you think other people are judging you. Some people are like, ah, I don't feel comfortable. Well, yeah, but anybody who looks good – they one day if they didn't start out looking great and you know from a physical standpoint they still had to start there so start where you are and what this coach told this gentleman to do is for 30 days i want you to go to planet fitness and i want you and you can only stay for 5 minutes yeah 5 minutes and well, nothing can get done in 5 minutes yeah. that wasn't the point right yeah. the point was to build a habit it's what you do every day you go to the gym put on your workout clothes yeah put on yeah exactly get in the car the habit and that's something that for me and i think a lot of us probably struggle. We want the results. We want, you know, to do a lot. And so the more you think you you can do, you're like quickly getting overwhelmed. Insert the day, as I talked before, you have a bad day. And then quickly, you know, your streak gets thwarted by something. You fall off the wagon and then it's just, ugh, I knew this wouldn't work out. And then the judge comes back and insert, you're on the hamster wheel again of the rinse, repeat. Uh, you set a goal, you failed, and your judge beats you up, so let me get, get the comfort food, let me feel guilty about myself, and then eventually that will probably wax and wane. Okay, now I'm back. Yeah. And then insert and repeat. Failure is a habit that we grow as well. Like, yeah. Like, imagine every time, yeah, you would go to the gym for like a week or two, mm -hmm. you'd kill it. Right. You're, you're, you're giving it your all. You're yes. going for an hour, an hour and a half, lifting the entire time, not messing around. You're sore. And then something comes up in your life and you peter out mm -hmm. because all that pain at the gym, right? Like, holy crap. And then you do it again three months later. Mm -hmm. And then you do it again a month later. And then 
eventually you just start telling yourself, well, it's just me. It, I just can't. Yeah. And that's, that's the dangerous part when you start building that muscle of failure. And it's, it's not so much a new habit. More recently, I've liked to tell myself, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to live the lifestyle of a healthy, fit person, not for three months, not for six months, not for a year, but for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So somebody who's healthy, what are the one to two thing, one to two things they can do in their life if I'm a healthy person? Mm-hmm. Well, it's eating well. Mm-hmm. It's staying away from alcohol or you know a tremendous amount of sweets or sugar, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's getting daily exercise. Exactly. Right. That that's where you need to start. Is like, okay, what kind of lifestyle do I want, and what's the one to two th- things I can do? Like you had said, maybe instead of getting fast food at lunch because you work crazy hours and you don't have time, just prepping your lunch and eating your lunch with coworkers in the office. Change that up. Yeah. Still have your same breakfast, your coffee, your bagel, whatever you get at Starbucks or whatever you do. Keep that habit for now. Keep having dinner with your family. Mm-hmm. Don't don't say, okay, I'm on vegetables only. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. Just... Change your lunch. Pack your lunch. Yes, to add, add to that, Matt, I think those are all great. I would say, like, find – it's kind of the uh, – find the one thing. So what I tell patients to do is this first week you start is audit yourself. So just think what you did last week or just do everything you did you normally do and then write all that stuff down and, and, and guilt-free. So I drink, you know, uh, five pop, pops a day. So, okay, so all right. So that's what I do on Monday and I do that or how many beers, whatever you're doing – it doesn't matter. The next week, identify the easiest thing that you could forego. So whatever is like, ah, if I have it, I have it, but I don't need it. That's in your mindset at that point, right? Yeah. Okay, then then work to eliminate that one. And then you've so then, you know, it's kind of like the the Dave Ramsey method of of from finance is just take this and apply it to food or anything else, right? So find the easiest obstacle to eliminate. And now you're building momentum. And so, okay, so if it's that, if it's ah, I really don't need that, but I like it. Okay, perfect. Just Forgo that. And now you're now you're telling yourself, hey, I wanted something, I didn't do it, and it didn't and my life didn't change at all. Perfect. So now you I, I did that. So that's a win. Now you're th- feeling uh, in the in the gain as opposed to what I failed to do. And and you know, have have that bar pretty low and sl- slowly start. Another thing that you you implied is what do healthy people do? So now you're asking the question, you're 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 moving from a I want X, Y, Z versus because willpower doesn't work. And I've said this no, many times. It doesn't. It works until the day you just can't do it anymore. Kind of like what I said before. So if you start identifying with who am I? Well, this is who I am now. I'm a healthy person. What do healthy people do? This is what we now do. I, so healthy people don't do those things. Therefore, I don't do those things. So it's not about how oh, I want this and I can't have it. It's just I'm just not the type of person to do that. And man, that makes so much easier. That yeah. doesn't mean you can never have X, Y, Z. I'm not saying that. I'm just help. It, it, once you start framing around who am I as a person or who am I not, uh, that's we just don't do those things. And everybody does it because there's certain things you don't do because you don't do those things. People don't do drugs. Ask them, do you do you smoke crack? No. Like why? Because you're not a person that smokes crack. I'm not a druggie. Yeah. Right. So that's so <laughs> then just insert that right. I mean, yeah. so you don't do certain things. So. 
I think that's really important. Um, just starting small, starting small. And I also do another thing on this point. And when I was, it wasn't even long ago, maybe a few years ago before I started lifting, my brain came to the question, man, I have to do this for the rest of my life as I'm working out. <laughs> well, that's a long time. I knock on wood here. God willing, I'll live a long, healthy life into my 90s or maybe, you know, hitting triple digits. That's a long time. So if you break down, okay, well, let's remove the word have to and I get to. So that's a opportunity. That's I'm blessed to do that. So I get to work out and I think less on my results and more on the enjoyment of it, the journey, uh, as I'm sure you've you know, and, and you've talked about, but it's, it's, let me have fun with it. This moment I get to go to the gym today and look how many people can't. Yeah. That's really important. They'd love to do it, but they just can't do it for X, Y, Z reasons. So I get to do that. I'm blessed. Who won't want to be me? And, oh, if I just love this, well, this will come. So less outcome dependent, more, you know, input. Yeah. And well, and I think also too, what happens is you start to build up momentum. Mm-hmm. And if you do it slowly, you're going to feel great after a workout. It's not like after a workout, you magically feel worse. Like working out, moving your body is designed to make you feel better. All those neurochemicals, the adrenaline, the dopamine, the serotonin, those chemicals are designed to make you feel good. Now, during the workout, yes, it might be difficult. And that's that's a whole different subject about pushing through that resistance. Sure. However, once you start building up momentum, like you said, if you're going to Planet Fitness for a month only for five minutes, well, you're not going to break a sweat. You're not going to kill yourself to the point that you're going to be extremely sore the next day or the next few days. And you start, like you said, building up that habit and you're putting yourself around people. Okay, maybe Planet Fitness isn't like the, the Gold's Gym but there's a lot of people there that want to live healthy lifestyles. There's people of all shapes, sizes, ages, doesn't matter. And being around those people that just want to better themselves wherever they're at, mm -hmm. now you're starting to surround yourself with a different type of person. Exactly. People that want to get better. People that want to have more energy for their spouses or their kids or just live a, a better version of themselves and that is so important too it's not even just the working out part of it and that that's so important as well but putting yourself in those situations where do you spend your time are you going to the bar mm -hmm. every friday night saturday night maybe even tuesday wednesday mm -hmm. or are you going to the gym right or are you going to church or where are you spending your time i think it's so important because we learn so much unconsciously from just the people we surround ourselves with. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And to add to that too, right. I, I try to always empathize with people that are first starting out and say that are, they're not where they want to be and they need to start. Well, there's a lot of gym uh, intimidation at the gym, right? So I would say from a person that that's now works out and especially when Eric and I are working out, people will do certain workouts and they'll come up to us and Hey, ask us questions. You find someone that you want to emulate and most people, especially, we're blessed. We live in, in the South and in, in Nashville where everybody's really friendly. Just go up and say, hey, like, yeah. you seem like you know what you're doing. You yeah. have look great. Compliment them or not. But, hey, how do you do this? Or I'm new. Or that's why I love Planet Fitness. Typically, people are going to – they understand. That's their whole model is people that are new 
And they call it gym intimidation. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's just finding, asking those questions. I think so many people internally judge themselves that other people that are in shape are judging the people that aren't. And it's actually not at all. It's like, hey, congratulations, man. You, you know, you got here. You, we understand. Oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're a hundred times better than anybody that's on the couch saying, oh, I'll, I'll do that next year. So just start where you are. And um, again, it's talking about that judge. It's like, huh, I'm not going to believe that. Don't believe that uh, that BS, that belief system that's not serving you. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, shoot, we've been talking about fitness and health yeah. pretty much the majority of the time. Is there something else you wanted to hit on? I know we talked about relationships earlier. Um, I, and I know you've been spending a lot of your time working on your masculinity, mm-hmm. changing who you are as a man. And I think it's no coincidence that as you started to lose weight, work out more, improve your life from a health and fitness standpoint, impo- improving your personal relationships, specifically with women. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you've gone through this journey as well? Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, you know, I think there is a crisis, and we've talked about this, between uh, what is a man and uh, how do you – what is it – that question, and, and from so many different realms, and, and the masculine feminine, and also being, I'd say, blessed to 80 to 90% of my patients are women. And so um, you understanding their challenges, right, and, and just the fact of getting their hormones balanced, but a lot of people have intimacy challenges, right, or – they have just their emotionally, they're, they're moody and all this stuff. And so that you got to get that balance. But in addition to that, it's learning how to be the best version of myself. And I tell, especially my male patients, that because mental health to me is very important. And I would say men's mental health to me is the utmost important. And as I tell my uh, male patients, I say, I just simply believe that when us men are at our peak, that, that it's a trickle-down effect. Society, our women in our lives, our family, everybody around us will benefit. I also do believe that the reverse is true, um, that if a man is not at his peak, um, both mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, emotionally, then it's going to deteriorate. And and we have that. I mean, we have – it's unfortunate, right, that the divorce rate is high as what it is. Well, why is that the case? Well, there's many avenues to go down that route. But to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it's it's learning how to, again, lead in the masculine way. And I think that is the very important part of understanding why women get so frustrated, us men, because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And you can say, well, it's because of this and that. It's like, yeah, that's very somebody else. It's like blaming somebody. And you could do that, but is that really going to best serve your goals and what you want? Or is it just kind of scapegoating the problem so then you are out of the, the control or influence of it? And I would say that, you know, there. I the one thing I love about this, especially when I talk to women who are, I mean, they don't have a sex drive. And I said, okay, do you understand your masculine, feminine energy? And I think there's nothing apropos, or if, if you can use this, I love this uh, water bottle analogy. So, the masculine is the water bottle itself, right? So masculinity typically is kind of default to the man, is and 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 that's good. It's boring. It's stationary, it's black and white, it's the period at the end of a sentence, right? It's the rock, uh, it's sturdy, it doesn't change. So that's the water bottle. And the the analogy is the feminine is the water itself. So that's 
chaotic. It's flowing. It's moving. It's like an ocean. It is, right? It's Mother Nature. Unpredictable. It is. Um, and that's the beauty in it. And you yep. also think of a picture frame. But with this, they need each other, don't they? It's the yin and the yang. Masculinity without the femininity, you have an empty water bottle. Not really much there. But the femininity without the masculinity, well, congratulations, you have water all over the place. So that's why they need each other, and it's a dance. And, and again, that's another great analogy. Mm. Dancing is communicating without words. And why is that good? Well, the man needs a frame, and she needs something to push on. And if he is not in frame, slouched, his shoulders are down, there's no tension. Mm. Well, then what is she going to do? She's going to have to push. And women typically speaking get more their natural way is their femininity. And then so then that's just I'll, I'll just be along for the ride. And that's what they want. But you ask a lot of things about that. And so then and we can go down that rabbit hole, too. But it's really neat because once a man understands, well, the reason why she's upset at you is because she wants you to lead and you're not. Yeah. And would you say that earlier in your life? You weren't masculine when it came to having relationships with women. Mm -hmm. And where where do you think that stemmed from? Just a lack of proper mentorship, having strong male presence in your upbringing? Yes, and I think this is society in general. I think that, you know, there's a lot of words that get very uh, – so women want to submit to to men, but that that idea word is well that that implies uh, control, yeah, and, and 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 that's not what we're from a from a standpoint of of what's good for everybody. That's not what you should never. No one should ever want to control somebody. But a woman needs trust, right? So how do they get trust? Well, because they need safety number one, because we are the stronger sex and we can easily overpower them. So when they're facing in the world, they need to have to be able to have their safety first. Um, but I don't want to get we'll, we'll jump back to that. But to answer your question, yes, I would say the lack of really good strong men. I think really nice guys, nice men. Um, and there's a book I always plug called No More Mister Nice Guy by Robert Glover. It's a great book because nice guys have great intentions. It's just horrible execution, and it's uh, it's not what women want. And I think that they just. Men are very simplistic, so I'll just do whatever you want, which is not what they want either. Right. And, and I think, and then you look at, just start paying attention, right? So happy wife, happy life, um, yes, dear, uh, and it's all this. It's laughed, and it's like you don't even know what you're saying. I, I have a friend who, when uh, we ask him if he wants to go somewhere or do something, he's like, "I got to ask the boss." You just put your wife as the boss of you. Mm. Mm. One, as a man, you don't want that. Mm -mm. Two, your wife does not want that role either. She does not want to be the boss. No, no. And and it's sad because it seems like and, – and, and it's sad on so many levels, right? It's uh, because so many um, – and I have an amazing men's coach that talks about this. Uh, and he's like so many men want um, – they see – their mother and their spouse or their woman. Mm. And that's horrible. Yes. So it's, it's in a, in a, like, so it's, we're trying to get this uh, approval of women, which is the, like always going back to the mother. And, and so we don't have, and this is where if I'm going to give any men grace and I will, is that we don't have a rite of passage anymore in our society and our culture yep. to be men. And you need that. You need the, 
the cutting of the cord from the mother is raising the child to make sure that the, the boy survived. And then at a certain point in time, certain cultures still have it, I believe, but typically in the West we don't, is, okay, now you're becoming a man. And the boy becomes a man. And the one thing I think about, and if, if you've seen the movie 300, is when Leonidas, like, he had to leave the tribe, and there's a whole scene about that, and he had to go out and fight the wolf. And so the mother is like, oh, don't leave my boy, or you're stealing my boy. And he had to go and fight the wolf, and he either survives or he doesn't. And yeah. he comes back a man or he doesn't. Um, a little intense, right? But the whole point is, and she was in on it. Like, they all know. It's like, that's what has to happen. It's got to be an act of like, yeah, I had to let, I had to appear that as if I was sad, but I, I know he needs that. And I think that in society, we don't have that. Um, and I didn't either. And you kind of want, just tell me what, men are very simplistic. So just tell me what you want and I'll do it. Women do not want to tell men how to be a man. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. Um, and so now you have these little boys and, and yes, dear, yes, dear. And, and what you're trying to do, it's great intentions, horrible execution. Women, now women are going to be in their masculine role. They don't want it. So it's going against the grain and insert the, would you just make a decision? Matt, I love the, everybody probably understands like when you're like the two couples that are fighting over where to go to eat. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go to eat, honey? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't care. I, I don't know. What do you want? She just wants, and I've asked women this, my patients. Just like, make them. Just make a freaking decision. decision. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I've spent all day thinking, because that's all they do. They think, women think, right? They're thinking about everything. I don't want to think. I just want to be. Yeah. I joke with my patients, my women. I say, Cindy Lauper had a great song. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. And chances are, the most when you felt the most feminine, you weren't thinking at all. You were just being. And that's what women need. And, and I think once you start understanding as a man, that women get turned on differently than us men. We're pretty much, yeah, jokes hot. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, we're, we're more visual, whereas women are more emotional. Right. And you have to understand that. I think getting in touch with your emotions in a lot of ways, um, which is a whole you know, different topic of it itself, but when you understand what, um, how women works, and even if they understand, is you're setting the stage for her to be aroused, to be in the mood, and to be who she's, who she's supposed to be. And I think that once you understand that, just lead. And meaning, hey, honey, we're going to you know, pick you up at 7. I think you look great in red, and we have a fun planned, a fun evening plan. What are we going to do? Don't worry about it. I got it. And once she believes that you, you have it, then her guard will go down because she can trust you. But without trust, yeah. how can you build a relationship? And without that, and if you ever disappoint her— because you didn't be the man you were supposed to be, well, then she's going to pick up the slack, and that's not what she wants, and yeah. then it's... So understanding this and starting to apply it in your life, what changes have you seen in your personal relationships? I've gotten feedback from women that, oh, it's refreshing. Thank you so much, Zach, for just setting the date. Like, you know, it, however I, I meet them, it's like, thank you so much for, for planning the date. That was really appreciative. And that's what, and they understand it, and that's really cool from... A guy's standpoint, like I don't do things because I want, you know, rewarded. I don't think we should do that. But it's it's good to know that that's what they, they enjoyed. And I think a lot of times, too, where so many guys don't do that, it's just they're – it's appreciative, you know. And and so understanding that and just getting more – building a relationship with that, 
are starting on the right foot, like leading, this is how our relationship will go. When, when we're together, this is how it'll be. And you're kind of setting the frame of a relationship, an expectation, like, you know, I got you, like, and that's good and that's what you want. Whether how long it goes, whether it's a connection or not, but at least you know that, and there's times where it didn't work out for whatever reason. It's like, hey, I appreciate you doing what you did. Well, you're, you're, and it might sound a little obtuse to say this, but it's so true. You're teaching people how to interact with you, how to treat you. You know, we, we, so many times in my life when I'm not being a masculine man and I'm putting on that beta role, I'm teaching other people to treat me like a beta, to use me, to really just get what they want out of me. And it's caused a lot of pain, a lot of misery in my life. But what I've learned, and now when I go on dates and everything too, I'm not looking to get something out of that person. Mm -hmm. But as a man, I demand respect. Sure. Whereas a woman demands love and appreciation. And so there's different things there. Just because I'm demanding respect doesn't mean, once again, it's not a... a, like an alpha, toxic alpha male thing where I'm going to control you to respect me. Respect is earned. Right. But how is a woman going to respect you if you can't make a freaking decision on dinner? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. I mean, to add to that, Matt, it's like, here's the thing. In my my men's coach, Chris Wallace, he's an amazing uh, guy. He wrote a book called uh, Sipping Fear and Pissing Confidence, uh, How to Solve the Riddles of Addiction. So I like to plug that when I can because he's a phenomenal guy. And, and so, um, women can't love any man that she doesn't first respect. And I think, again, it goes, it's, he always talks about reversing the flow, like the reversing the flow of the needing, like, I want to be loved. I want as a man, oh, please love me. That's again, that's maternal love. And you have to refute that. Uh, we are love as a man. Now, as a Christian and believing in Jesus, I would say that I get that from that, right? So that's kind of where the ultimate source is. Uh, so when you are giving love and you have a reserve of it, well, then you don't have to, I will do this and this if I get love and please love me. So now you're like, no, I'm just going to do it because it just feels good and that's who I am. You don't need anything. And I think women can feel that energy. And and anybody that understands if they've had for somebody that really just clingy and needy, mm-hmm. you're like, you're really nice, but you're not attractive. And it's until you figure it out, like understand all this stuff, my goodness. And once you that light bulb goes off, you can appreciate why. And any man that's ever been friend zoned, where on paper it's like we like this, you like this, and I like this, and and you even think I'm attractive, but I don't feel anything for you. She'll yeah. tell you. And any man that's ever felt that is like, oh, what do you mean? And it's the worst pain in the world. A woman that you you have played in your mind, man, that she could be a great you know woman long term or all this stuff. But because you're not making her feel anything, because you're not leading, she doesn't feel safe with you because you haven't stood up to her. And all that means is just saying, no, honey, like, this is not how we'll do that. Um, and women will test our strength. And I think women make us better men. And oh, yeah. so, um, and that's why it's good to have a, a good, that's why it's a yin and yang. It's a partnership. But, uh, but yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Well, Zach, absolutely a pleasure having you on today. Thanks, man. For your first podcast, man, you freaking, you blew this thing out of the water. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. It's just, it's, uh, I appreciate you having me. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm glad you got an opportunity to come here. I'm glad I had the opportunity to, to talk with you, man. You've got a, a lot to offer, a lot to, um, a lot of good wisdom because I know you've been in the battle for a long time. You've done so many things to improve yourself and just to be, you know, not only be a better person, but be a better steward of your community. I know both of us being Christ followers are, is something we talk about a lot. And, you know, the whole point is to continue growing his kingdom. And that's just being a Jesus-like person and really just being the best version of yourself and giving and loving everybody. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. And it's fun, right? I mean, it's fun to give back. And and what we love to, to know that, I think, I always look back in my life, if, uh, and that's why I'm sure you and I are cut from the same cloth. We have coaches. Like, it's always good to learn from other people. And, oh, yeah. And you don't have to figure out it all on your own. And there's so many good people out there. And I think it's it's fun sharing this information and talking about it. So I appreciate you having me today, man. It's great. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Hey, for everybody listening, what's uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So I would say I, I don't have too much presence on Instagram yet, but Zach, Z-A-C-K dot Benner, B-E-N-N-E-R. And uh, if you're in the Nashville area, and you want to uh, get your hormones tested, you're feeling that, you know, whether I see people from anywhere from their mid-20s to, you know, triple digits. So it doesn't matter. It, you know, we Inspire Medical in Mount Juliet uh, is a great way. We offer a free consultation. You get your labs t- checked. We'll sit down with you whether you need to lose weight or you just have, uh, you know, fatigue, inability to lose weight, you know, sex drive, anything like that, any symptoms that you're like, I don't feel great. I'm not living my optimal healthy self. And your physician, especially if your physician or somebody says that you're not, uh, everything's normal. Those would be great things. But um, yeah, that's a few different ways. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely check out Zach, check out his Instagram. Yeah. If you're in the Nashville, Mount Juliet area, definitely check out what he does. It's phenomenal. It will definitely uh, get you on course with where you are and he will help coach you to get you to where you want to be. So once again, man, awesome having you on today. Thank you so much for coming out. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Awesome. For everybody listening, this is the Superhero by Design podcast. You could be spending your time anywhere, but you decided to be here with me and my wonderful guests, just like Zach Brenner. So with that said, with great responsibility, there also must come a really messed up outro. And with that said, ace out. Ace out.